everyone. Um, this is John. And I am Kenny. And that's Kenny. I said that. Kenny is, uh, bastante enfermo right now. Not feeling too good. Oh, um, that means I have a headache and yeah, it feels like poo. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna repeat that. But, uh, poo. Yeah, we, nevertheless, no matter how Kenny is feeling, it doesn't change the fact that we are coming to you from room 207 in beautiful Thompson Hall at Biola University. And I'm not going to tell you the zip code, because then <laughs> I'm just giving away too much information altogether. Um, I think they can look up Biola University <laughs> online. That's creepy enough. Thank goodness you need cards to get in here. Um, Whew. Not to where we live, because we told them we live in Thompson Hall, and you don't need cards to get in. Sure you do. You need to swipe in the front. Oh, I, I was thinking, like, the, that gate we've got down there. Oh. The joke the <laughs> joke of a gate that they put in down at the lower campus, but only at one end and not both. Yeah, in case in case you don't know what we're talking about, there's a little turnstile that has, um, you know those arms when you go into when you go into parking garages? There, There's a few of those um, at the entrance that's closest to our dorm for campus. And uh, essentially, they're a joke. Like you can you can get through there with no problem. Uh, you can you can fake like you're trying to swipe the card, and the guy will be like, "Oh, cards aren't working, no problem. Let me open the gate for you. Cool. Oh, you're a creepy looking soccer guy with a trench coat, no problem. Just jump right in. Everything's fine." Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of unnerving. But thankfully, we're not really connected to that part of campus. We we have our own separate little bluff, as it's called. Where anybody can get in. Yep, anybody at all. There's no security for us. And at the other end of campus, they don't have one of those, which means if you really want to get in, you can just go in that way. It's really easy. In case you were wondering, crap, maybe we're not supposed to say all this I think about it matters. how to get in. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we, we have wasted a little over two minutes of talking time already. Oh, that is, that is <laughs> which fantastic. Is, it's, an, it's becoming another tradition. You leaving is a tradition. Um, in the middle of the podcast, uh, us wasting tons of time in the beginning of this thing is, is a tradition. Um, oh, I forgot my Snapple facts this week. Oh, Kim doesn't have a Snapple. You should make up some Snapple facts. I will make up a Snapple. I can't call them Snapple facts, though. Well, but I'll make up facts. Snapple facts. We'll, we'll, we'll make little quotes with our fingers, and, and we'll call them Snapple facts, although you can't see... Me John just that. did that with his fingers like 20 times. His fingers just kept going up and down while 20, he was talking. 20 times is an exaggeration. Um, I just did it again. I think you're right about it, 20 now. Okay, fair enough. Um, anyway, let's get into the meat of this thing, huh? Meat and potatoes. Yeah. Sounds good. Anyway. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Can you just give me a really awkward look? And he's still giving it to me. Knock it off. Oh dear. Freaky. Freaky. Anyway, um, so uh, Kenny and I had a, a pretty interesting um, weekend this, this past weekend. We, uh, well, was it Friday that we went? It was Friday. It was Actually, Friday we I was going to say, it's, we had an interesting Friday because that's all we have written down here the things we did on Friday. Yes. Friday the 3rd? No. No. What's Today's, wrong with me? I don't know. The 9th. Friday the 9th. Whatever last Friday was. It was the 9th. Okay, the 9th. Um, Look at a calendar. Yeah. It's right there. Friday, March 9th, 2007. Um, we, uh, we went with some, some people from, from our dorm and other people that just decided to join us um, to go see the movie 300, which um, if any of you 
use MySpace, which I'm assuming pretty much everybody who listens to this is either a user of MySpace or knows what it is, uh, MySpaces have been flooded, like literally flooded, with um, with 300 uh, little ads everywhere. Um, 300 is a movie. Uh, it's about um, Sparta and the 300 Spartans that stood against the uh, the Persian army, right? Yes. Persian army. Um, Xerxes. Xerxes, yes. That's Who's spelled with two X's. Xerxes. Two? X-E-R-X-E-S. Oh, Xerxes. I thought you meant two in a row. I was like, what? That's no, that crazy. would make three, and that would be insane. That would be insane. No, two. Um, so, yeah, and also we found out, what was it, Ruth or Esther? Uh, yeah, uh, Esther. Esther. Um, Xerxes is the king in the book of Esther. Mm-hmm. Kind of connects the book of 300 of the Bible, yeah. if you care to do that. Wow. I didn't, I didn't plan to do that at all. <laughs> Maybe we should edit that out. Dang it. We probably won't. No, we won't, because we always say we'll edit stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we just get really lazy when it comes to, to editing. Uh, you like this song? Sure, whatever. Because if we were going to edit something out, we would also edit out that we said we were going to edit it out. Yeah. Huh. Oh, we haven't talked about it. We just said we were going to. Nope. Um, anyway, Not we did see 300. Yep. And I guess two key points to make just to start it off are one we enjoyed it as a film it was a fantastic film two it's horrid <laughs> like you should never watch it ever do not see it <laughs> let, let we, me uh, oh, oh gosh <laughs> my stomach hurts um what the heck is going on <laughs> i don't know but that was a really cute um dual um i hope um, it came across to you guys that we both just ummed at the same time wait ready ready one two three um, so. Come on, Kenny. Don't hit the computer. That's going to be really loud. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> it's like you're getting attacked. Kenny's, Kenny's, Kenny's smacking the computer, and I apologize for everybody right now. Um, 300 was... It was good as far as like the, the, the quality of the film. It was a really well-made film. Um, it was very... Except for the content of the film itself, like the, the colors were great, um, the contrast in the film was awesome, but pretty much, except for a few like minor detail scenes, um, there was hardly a scene, and this might be an endorsement for some of you guys listening, I don't know, but um, there's hardly a scene without um, either somebody's head being chopped off in slow motion, or um, just naked women everywhere. So, yeah, it's not really... Um, the type of movie that I would go see again. In fact, I won't see it again. Um, but it was interesting to experience. I'll say that. Everybody was hailing it. It's like, oh, it's the, it's going to be one of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, this, uh, you know, the, the the color scheme in it is just amazing, and like the, the production value is, is off the charts. And yeah, that's all true. But man, what a sacrifice to make to see all that stuff, huh? Yeah. There are three beheadings in that movie, and each one, as they go to behead them, it slows down and like just, ugh. It's you basically I mean, every <laughs> violent scene it slows down for the violence, but the beheadings are some of the worst things I've ever seen yeah. in any movie. They were bad. You 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 get to see the inside of of a, of a neck. Yeah. Like one of them, one of the heads like flips over, and you see what's in. Ugh. I don't even like thinking about it. It was just not good. Mom, if you're listening to this, I, I apologize. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like, I, I know you're probably pretty grossed out right now, so. I just feel like to apologize to my mom, and thanks for being an awesome mom. And to my mom, I know you're not technologically 
there enough to even have iTunes, so you'll never hear this. What am I talking about? I don't know. Um, so yes, 300. Um, good movie in some ways. Horrible movie in every other way. So, don't see it. Uh, anyway, and as we were coming back... Oh man, as we were coming back from oh. uh, from 300... We should make a little break here, like... We saw 300 break. Yes. And then, because this is our next topic, this is a big thing. Okay. And next topic, Kenny. Please, elaborate on our next topic. Actually, I think first I'm going to give a random fact. Okay. Since we can't call it a Snapple fact. Yay! Snapple fact. There is a man who works at Hume Lake Christian Camps who has four nipples. Four, Kenny? Four nipples. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I'm not entirely sure how to respond to that statement. <laughs> not only have I heard the stories of this man's wait, four wait, nipples... Wait, wait, is he a conjoined twin? No. Okay. Not only have I heard stories of this man's four nipples, I've seen them with my own eyes. By force or by choice? Um, he came into our cabin one night and was talking to our guys, and I said, uh, so I heard you have four nipples. Now, now... Because <laughs> I'd heard the stories. Uh-huh. Okay, go ahead. And, uh, he, he looked at me almost with this, uh, another one kind of look, and he was like, yeah, yeah, it's true. And I kind of gave him that eye, like, can I see him? And so he <laughs> pulled up his shirt and showed his four nipples. Now, his extra set were smaller than regular nipples. I was nipples. about to ask. Um, yeah. He had two normal ones, and then a few inches below them, there were these little ones, maybe like a millimeter, a little over a millimeter, maybe two millimeters big, you know, little nipples. However, he said that um, doctor, when he was young, said that they are, in fact, nipples. You keep saying that word. <laughs> that word kind of makes me uncomfortable, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like diapers? Oh, don't say that word. Diapers. Dang it. John hates the word diapers. I really do. For all of you who see him on a regular basis, just walk up and say diapers. That word makes me want to cry. Hey, John, what did we buy for our professors this week? We bought chones. We bought diapers. We bought chones. That'll be a story later. Sorry we just wasted a lot of time. Let's get into what happened after 300. Yeah, next topic. So, we left the theater. We were driving. Well, I was driving. John was in the car. And right as soon as we got on the freeway, after we found the freeway, because getting out of Disneyland is hectic. That's where we saw the movie, by the way. We saw 300 in Disneyland. I never thought about that. (laughs) How... (laughs) We saw 300 in the happiest place on Earth. <laughs> wow. Maybe, uh, maybe the, the goriest and the nakedest place on Earth at that point. <laughs> Yikes. Um, as we were getting on the freeway, um, let's see if I can paint this picture for you. Uh, we were getting on, and our lane had to merge into the next lane, but that lane was just coming to a stop, so I was going to have to stop and pull into that lane. Well, um, the last car was stopping about maybe... 50 to 100 feet ahead of where I was, so I was just going to pull in behind him. But before I did, to my left, I looked, or we looked, and saw a semi going at at least 40, about to ram into the back of that car, um, the back of that car that had just stopped. And so I keep, slowed... Keep it, well, let's let's describe the, the size of this car. Oh, the car, it was just a, <laughs> was a, little, a little Honda? It, it was an 89 Honda Civic. Oh. Um, very, very small, like, compact... Just a piece of junk. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. And this semi was a 
run-of-the-mill, <laughs> freaking huge semi. <laughs> Massive vehicle. And um, it was about to run over and destroy uh, this Honda. And last second, I mean, basically, from our point of view, at least from where I was, it looked like the car went out of view and he was about to run him over. By the grace of God, I don't know how it worked. I'm sure it was just the driver turning and I couldn't see. But um, the tug driver turned in the nick of time just to make it around that car so that he didn't hit him and he merged into our lane. Thankfully, I'd already braked a little bit, so he made it in between us. And he only clipped um, the back of the other driver. Um, you want to tell the next part? I feel like I'm talking too much. Okay. All right. Um, so, yes, the, uh, at, the, at the last second, the, the semi swerves into our lane um, uh, a decent amount ahead of us, thankfully, and, uh, and clips, the back of the, clips the back of the Civic. Um, but at that point, the, the semi was in our lane and was slowing down and, turn, and, and going off to the side of the freeway. And so we really didn't have a choice but to move over as well. Um, just because if we, you know, if we just stayed the course the way we were going, we would have hit the semi too. So we moved over, um, parked right behind the semi, and got out um, on Chiorlin. What's, what's the name of the freeway? It's the five, right? Um, yeah, that's the five yeah, at that point. Yeah, it's on the five. So Kenny and I, at, um, at about eight at night, are, are standing, again, mom, sorry, standing on the five freeway. Like watching cars whiz by, like super fast, super um, fast, super fast. And I also said whiz, which is another word I hate. Um, well, you meant it like going fast. I did, like I did. But man, there were so many other words I could have used. Um, sped past. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. Um, we walked up um, in between the, the wall of the freeway and the semi to um, to meet up with um, this young guy, you know, maybe 20 years old, um, writing down his insurance information on the back of his car. Uh, with the semi truck driver, um, just kind of standing there, kind of an older, older gentleman. Um, clearly, had had a rough day already, and was very, was very disgruntled at this point that he had, had hit um, a 20-year-old kid in a car. Um, so we we asked the we asked the guy, "Are you okay? Like, you know, when, when did you see the semi behind you?" And he's like, just in a very calm and like creepily calm voice, "Yeah, man, I I I looked in the mirror and I saw the semi coming." And, I was like, oh my gosh, that's the, the semi might hit me. Like, it literally in that tone, and Kenny and I almost like just looked at each other and like, are you kidding me? You almost died, dude! You were almost dead. <laughs> and he he was so he was so calm and, and relaxed, and it just it, it blew our minds. Like I, I would have I would probably would have jumped out of the car screaming like a you know a child. Just like a little child who wears chones. Oh, well, little children can't drive cars, so that makes but it they easy. Can, but they can jump out of cars screaming when they think they're going to get hit. Right, but this guy was driving. Do you really want to do this right now? <laughs> do you really? <laughs> I hope you know, it makes it entertaining for them. I mean, I, this podcast isn't for us. Just so all you know out there, Kenny does this a lot to me. <laughs> he does this a lot. He just... He just tries to he just tries to work his way in and, and, and be clever and find little find little spots to to just destroy my sentence and rip it apart. And most of the time he's right, which makes it worse for me because <laughs> it's painful. You know, I think and I don't like first, admitting my mistakes. That's the first time I've ever heard you admit that. What? That I'm always right. No, I didn't say you're always right. I said most of the time you're right. Uh, okay, most of the time I'm right. I mean, 
That takes a lot to say. And even even though you are most of the time right, the fact that you continually bring it up is the that that's worse. <laughs> Just so you know. I wish you all could see the glorious smile on my face. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, um <laughs> so we're so we're still friends. Kenny and I are still friends. Kind of chumming, um, chumming along. Um, being chums. You know what I mean? Not not chum is in like never mind. Chum. Um, isn't that something nothing to do with fish? Yeah. I think so. I remember it from when I used to watch SpongeBob. <laughs> you used to watch you say that like you did it like regularly, like you were a watcher of SpongeBob. Well, I watched a few episodes, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not afraid to tell everybody that listens to this podcast that at all. It's okay, I used I, to too. I just wanted to get it out of you. Yes. <laughs> awesome. That um, is awesome information. Anyway, so yeah, the accident. Crazy. Yeah, thankfully no one was hurt. You took down my information in case, you know, something happens, but yeah, everybody was chill. The truck driver, like we said, was a little shaken. I'm I hope he gets to keep his job, but I kind of wonder if truck driving companies are okay with their drivers getting in accidents with civics that are about a twentieth of their size. It's true. Yeah. But I wonder if they would care too much about the size of the thing they hit. I think they hit anything they might fire them. You're doing it again. I tried to do it differently. You're doing it again. <laughs> okay. Alright. Let's move on. Um, where we were going when that accident happened was back to school, to Biola University, to Mayor's Auditorium, where we were um, going to see uh, the play that we mentioned a couple <laughs> Kenny's excited uh, a, a, a play that we mentioned a couple podcasts earlier um, called Dracula vs. the Loch Ness Monster with Ninjas a play um, written and directed by John Mark Reynolds the same John Mark Reynolds that came and uh, spoke at Thompson uh, about a month ago so was it a month ago? it was probably um, longer than that like around a month ago. Yeah, something like that. Who cares? I mean, well, how many um, podcasts have we had? I think it was the second one we talked about him, so... I think it makes it about a month ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Because we're late on this one. Hey, sorry everybody that we're late on this one, by the way. Speaking of um, late, we're recording this at almost midnight, so this is the latest we've recorded during the day, and uh, it's late in the week. This correct. is just late in right. every sense of the word. This episode is getting long. Um, so It's getting late in the episode yes. as well. It is late in every sense of the word. Moving on. Um, <laughs> the, the John Mark Reynolds play uh, was... I don't, I don't know what Kenny was expecting, but it, it was nothing like what I expected at all. <laughs> I, was, I was generally just kind of sitting there with, the, with a blank expression on my face trying to understand what was going on. Um, we, I think we can safely say that it was interesting in that it brought up some interesting points and it had a little bit of social commentary in there. He actually, it seemed to touch on some of the points that he talked about when he talked to us about mm -hmm. cultural liter literacy and things like that, just briefly touched on it. But um, really for the most part, I felt like I was at a junior high play. Yeah, pretty much. Especially the poor, the poor guy that worked backstage. Um, there, actually, there actually was a character of Dracula, there actually was the, the Loch Ness monster in there, and they referred were, to as Nessie, Nessie all the way through. Nessie all the time, or Loch Ness, um, and there were ninjas at the end. So he, I mean, he delivered with the title. Uh, it was a solid title, but um, the poor, the poor guy that worked in the uh, 
that worked worked backstage that uh, every once in a while would lift up Nessie's head from behind a box. Um, he, there, there was a, a major point in the play where the thing was things were supposed to go dark, and when the lights came back up again, uh, things from the things from the uh, from the stage were supposed to be gone. They weren't supposed to be there anymore. And um, I guess somebody, one of the characters, got caught on a wire or something like that. And uh, nobody tripped or anything like that, but um, the lights came back up, and they were still getting the getting the guy out of the contraption, and he had to slowly just kind of walk off stage while the lights, well, the you know, the, the scene continued and the lights came on. Um, it was just, I just, I, I, I felt like you know, I felt sad for for John Mark Reynolds because that, like, as as obscure and weird as the play was, like, he probably deserves, you know, to have that go right. So, it's. True. Yeah. Thanks, Kenny. Hey, hey, everybody. Did you hear that? Kenny agreed with me with no rebuttal. <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> we'll go with it. We'll go with it. <laughs> oh, happy day. It worked. It worked. I'm so excited. Um, so, yeah, that, that those are my comments on the play. Um, you know, it was... I'll just say it was worth $5 to understand the title. How about that? That's really how I felt. So, maybe 3, but I we paid 5, so. Okay. Oh, and his his daughter, he has a little like 5-year-old daughter who played a fairy in it and she was really cute. She was like the best actress of like the whole show. She was she was really cute. Yes. Yeah, she yes. was. So, John lamented not getting her number. What? <laughs> I was really, you know, everybody, I was really afraid of even mentioning that. But I thought Kenny would, <laughs> I didn't think Kenny would do it um, on the podcast. I thought he would probably say something like that after we finished recording. But no, why did I even underestimate my ability to pick up on the uh, fact that you mentioned she was cute. I'm sorry. I know she was a little girl. She was probably like maybe eight. Yeah. Yeah. She was yeah, super no. young. Nothing like that. Like yeah, a she, kid. She, she was, was just a, a cute kid. She did do a really good job. Um, she occasionally would kind of stutter over lines and pause for a second and think. And it was yeah, it was cute to watch. So yeah. I'm with you, John. <sighs> boy, oh boy. Um, so hey, what? Hey, I've got another random fact. Oh boy, let's. Is it, does this one embarrass me too? The last one didn't embarrass you. Well, do you have four nipples? Why do you gotta say stuff like that <laughs> on the podcast? Huh? Well, that's the only reason it would embarrass that's you. That's roommate, roommate confidentiality, dude. I was asking. I didn't say John has four nipples. I, I don't know. I've never really looked. You know the. John has two. Only two. I know they weren't supposed to know that. They were supposed to be left to wonder how many you had. And now the world knows you have two nipples. Please just share your facts. Reminds me of Meet the Parents. Please. Anyway. Um, please share your facts. Oh. Well, my fact for this time... Okay, I thought of one. <laughs> Did you know the milk in the Biola cafeteria causes cancer? That's a fact. Apparently, from what I know from my sources inside the cafeteria, that boxed milk, the way it's preserved and kept, the stuff that keeps it preserved is actually something that later in life 
can cause cancer. Now that hasn't stopped me from drinking it entirely, however, it definitely slowed me down. Well, that was definitely the most depressing Snapple fact I've ever heard in my life. Since you have two or three bowls of cereal a day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is my mainstay at the Viola Cafeteria. <laughs> is low-fat milk. Is cancer. And, uh... Oh. <laughs> well, Where to go from here? Oh, wait. I know where to go from here. <laughs> um, hey, I guess our Snapple facts were kind of related. Nipples and milk. <laughs> let's not say let's let's not make that our Snapple facts. Those were your Snapple uh, facts, my friend. You must own those. <laughs> okay. I had nothing to do with it. Well, they all came from Kenny's noggin. Our as in it's on our podcast. I mean, we have now broadcast this. Oh, speaking of we broadcast this, this is 25 minutes already. And, by the way, that was the third time in this podcast. Third time. Do you understand what I'm referencing? Third time. Oh, I get it. Thanks. I'm right. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Let's wrap this thing. Yeah. Real quick, uh, just to preface what's going what's to happen after we finish talking, um, there is an awesome music artist um, who I've stumbled across and just really can't stop listening to. Um, his name is Steven Delopoulos, and he is the lead singer of a band called Burlap to Cashmere, which is kind of famous in the 90s. Uh, they had like one hit, I don't even remember what it was. But his solo stuff, which has been coming out, um, I think his, his, his major album came out in 2003, and then he's coming out with a new one uh, sometime in the next couple months. And it's just, his music is phenomenal. Um, this song is one of the songs that I just, I just keep putting you know, on repeat on, uh, on my iPod a lot. And I just wanted to share it with you guys because I think it's it's worth hearing. So um, the song is called Daisies and Sandalwood, and it's by Stephen Delopoulos. So hope you guys enjoy that. Um, so for this insane and really embarrassing, on my part anyway, podcast, um, goodbye. And good night. Yeah, goodbye. Silence in the cage, the structure persuades But I look around to the orange bright sun And hold up my breath and think of the damage that's bound to become In a tone with dioxides and vomit these toxins that's tearing these solids and giving it space But seasons to give She reached out in sorrow And vanished the land No past or tomorrow And suddenly reeking of daisies and sandalwood Children of peasants on bridges they stood Look away from the fire and this campaign of quicksand This campaign of oil beating out of the land like a drum Like a drum